The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analyze This, and I want to thank Summer Shibley for making uh, this uh, end-of-the-week edition uh, awesome. Uh-huh. With that great news, with respect to us being a part of a, uh, a regional food center, and we're going to uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, what we're going to do is give some programming notes for Channel 12 tonight, right? The PBS News Hour at 7 p.m. At 8 p.m., Consuelo Mac, Wealth Track, from 8 to 8.30, and then from 8.30 to 9, in conversation with AARP VI. Then we got the Washington Week, the Atlantic Right, but, um, in conjunction with the Atlantic, right? That's from nine to nine thirty. Firing line with Margaret Hoover from nine thirty to ten, and then great performances tonight. We're focusing on the four hundred the four hundredth anniversary of Shakespeare's first folio, with the story of its publication. And that's gonna go from ten to twelve uh, midnight, and then of course I'm important company. So we're changing up things, right? Normally, the Washington Week would precede in conversation with AAR people, but because time turned back, that's a 7 p.m., that's an 8 p.m. Eastern thing, right? It's now a 9 p.m. thing for us because we're Atlantic right now, right? Because of the time of the year and all that good stuff. So, news are at 7, Consuelo Mac, well track at 8, in conversation with AARP VI at 8.30, Washington Week at 9, firing line at 9.30, and then great performances at 10, followed by Alan Poor and company. It gives me great uh, pleasure at this point to uh, <clears throat> welcome um, the Hampton University uh, president, the retired General Daryl K. Williams, the university's 13th president, uh, to analyze this this morning. And he took the helm, I believe, sometime in the middle of... 2022. So, uh, good morning, Mr. President. I'm glad to have you. Right, good, good morning, and thank you for the invite to your wonderful show. Now, um, Hampton University has significant roots here in the Virgin Islands, and uh, one of your uh, alum alumni uh, membership reached out to us, and we try to make that happen. So, glad to have you here. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Who is Daryl K. Williams? Well, Daryl K. Williams is. Uh, uh, is someone from West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. And I know you have a lot of Virgin Islanders in West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah. Who in 1979 matriculated to, uh, to Hampton University, where he was a student and met his eventual wife, and where he formed some lifelong friendships, many of them with some Virgin Islanders who I'm still great friends with today. And so some of you in the audience may know uh, Monique Dutte uh, Pharrell, uh, and our relationship goes back 40 or 45 years, and her husband, uh, Bob Pharrell, and they've been trying to get us to come and visit the Virgin Islands for 40 years, and as I got off the plane yesterday and drove out to the hotel, I had to smack myself in the forehead and ask, what took me so long? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're on St. Thomas right now, right? I am. I'm here for the Paradise Jam uh, basketball tournament. Yeah, the lady, uh, the lady, the ladies or the men? 
It's the men's team. The men's team, okay. And uh, we're very, very delighted to be here. The the uh, hospitality and reception has just been exceptional, both by everyone here on the island as well as our Hampton University alumni, who we had an alumni mixer with last night. They welcomed our basketball team, and it just could not have been a whole lot better. So we are really delighted to be here for the basketball tournament. And, and we wish you good luck in the tournament uh, beginning on Sunday, right, or Monday? Well, actually, it'll be our first game will be tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, starts up, oh Friday night. Okay, that's good. That's right. good. Yeah, well, have... and so you should come out and see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on St. Croix, so that requires me to hop on a, 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 on a seaplane and, and fly over and all that uh, good stuff. But uh, we wish you well uh, in the tournament and um, do your thing and all that good stuff. So I'm doing the math, right? So you graduated from high school in 79? Yes. And then I graduated from Hampton University in, 80, in, in 1983 that, with an undergraduate degree in psychology. That, that's what I'm saying. I was a, a reserve officer training corps, ROTC cadet while in college. I had a scholarship. And so I immediately went into the military. Yeah, I was, I, I was doing the math because it said you retired from the U.S. Army in 2020. After 37 years of service, and 37 years takes you back to the year you graduated from college. So you went directly from college into the, into the service full-time? I, I did, and my initial plan was to just pay, pay back the four years from my ROTC scholarship. Mm-hmm. And 37 years later, that, that plan worked out a little bit differently, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. No, that's good. So, so you graduated from Hampton. At what point in the 37 years... Right? Did you go to Penn State? I went to Penn State with about six years in service. Mm-hmm. The military had this this program where they would send select uh, individuals in the service to graduate school to further their education. I was fortunate enough to be selected as one of those, and I went to Penn State for two years and got my master's in business administration in Happy Valley. And quite frankly. Uh, that was one of the major reasons that made me wanted to stay in the military, the fact that they were investing so heavily in me, number one. And number two, I fell in love with this idea of service to our nation. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's awesome. So, And then you, uh, you, you went to the, the Army Combined and General Staff College in Fort Leavenworth, Texas, in Kansas. Now, when we hear Leavenworth, we think of, you know, <laughs> we think when you, you, you got to go to Leavenworth, you know, you know you, you're being very, very, you know, uh, very, very much uh, secured because there's this um, thinking of Leavenworth being, you know, where you don't want to be. Tell us about Leavenworth. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so funny because we all get this reaction all the time. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, uh, you know, Leavenworth has, sides. I was on the good side. <laughs> uh, and in fact, uh, Monique Perel and Bob Perel were at Leavenworth with me at the same time. Our careers intertwined on four or five or six different uh, uh, destinations, and that was certainly one of them. But believe it or not, Leavenworth was among our most memorable assignments. For one, our son, Colin Williams, who is here on the island with me for the next few days, was born while we were at Fort Leavenworth. And okay. so it's very memorable, and we had a wonderful tour there at school. No, that's that's awesome. 
And then um, <clears throat> you went to the, to the National War College. Tell us about that experience. Well, National War College was several years later. Yeah. And, of course, the National War College is at what's called Fort McNair, which is in the District of Washington. And that's a school for senior military officers. Mm -hmm. When you reach a certain level, typically colonel or, um, or, or in that range, lieutenant colonel and colonel, and maybe even uh, just before general for some services, where they give you a higher level of executive education that is commensurate with the level of responsibility that you are about to inherit. And so all of the courses before that are really much more appropriate for, for junior officers and mid-grade officers. But then when you go to that school, you know the military is investing you as a senior officer, and the discussion is much more strategic. It's about our national agencies, it's about international affairs, and it prepares you to do more of the interface between the military, the government, and international organizations as well. And so it's at a much higher level. And I attribute my attendance to that school with the eventual rank that I would attain. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome. One of my listeners just chimed in. He said, good morning. My daughter and her daughter are Hampton grads. This year, when my gr granddaughter graduated, I believe that was the first graduation he officiated. So 2023 was your first graduation, sir? 2023 was my first graduation. And, of course, I will always remember that one. Yeah. Of course, I remember my own graduation in 1983. 40 year anniversary? And 40 years later. Yeah, man. Wow. I attend the graduation at the president of Hampton University in my first graduating class. And so they will always be very, very special to me. And so please give my loved ones, your loved ones, my regards. Now they're hearing you right now, man. So, so this this is awesome, and I want to thank. Uh, um, well, look, if I look, since I've got your loved ones online and they're hearing, <laughs> and I've got so many Hampton alum out there, you know, I, yeah. I have to slip in. That yeah, man, do, pirate, do that, right? do that. <laughs> Got to slip in, right? <laughs> go, go ahead and do that, and I want to thank uh, um, former Senator Alicia Barnes for literally hooking this up. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate. Um, By the her. way, she is another person who greatly facilitated. My uh, arrival on the island, the reception that we received last night, mm -hmm. and she is another phenomenal Hampton graduate, and I got an opportunity to meet her last night, and uh, I'm so thankful to her and everyone who participated. So thank you. Now, now so, so, so let's get down to the real connectivity part of this conversation. Are you aware of how many Virgin Islanders, to include distinguished Virgin Islanders, that matriculated at what was Hampton Institute and is now Hampton University? You know, I've tried to get an accurate count, and frankly, it's too many to count. <laughs> but, I, but I would tell you that I, you have to mention some of the distinguished alum, mm -hmm. foremost among them being um, our first black president, President Marone, who is a Virgin Islander. Wow. And then, of course, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, Governor Turnbull That's right. was a mm -hmm. Hampton graduate. And as I speak, I think we have five Virgin Islanders at Hampton University. 
And then one of the young men on our basketball team, Mr. Amir Nesbitt, yeah. is from St. Croix. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you add the Virgin Islands to the gumbo of Hampton University, uh, it makes us a better place. And so I think it enriches Hampton and hopefully uh, through the distinguished work of our alum here, uh, it also enriches the Virgin Islands. And so one of the reasons why I'm here is to reignite a broader flame that I think we've had at Hampton over the years. And so when I was there 20 years ago, I venture to say, without counting too hard, there were at least 20 Virgin Islanders on our campus at any given point in time. And then, as I just mentioned, there are only five today. Part of my trip here is certainly to visit the, the basketball game. That's very, very important and to represent in that way. But this is also about recruiting Virgin Islanders to return to their other home by the sea, the one at Hampton University. And then I'm also doing a, a visit today to the University of the Virgin Islands to speak with your wonderful president, Dr. Hall, mm-hmm. to see if there's some collaboration that can occur between the university uh, at Hampton and your university here. And so we've not had those discussions yet. I don't know what's in the realm of the possible, but we will certainly seek to do so. So I think the bottom line from where I speak of your question is the relationship has always been strong, very, very strong. And we look forward to strengthening it even further through this visit. Now, Hampton Institute has always had a a soft spot uh, looking out for Virgin Islands. My mom's actually uh, worked her way through there, not not for long, uh, on her way to New York back in the 60s. And uh, uh, so you know, that's 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 one of the reasons why it was easy for me to embrace this. Uh, you know, this you know, uh, you know. I would tell you that I knew there was something about you. <laughs> no, I she, she, that, she, told me, she know, kept talking about because she's originally. Man, so I I knew this was going to be a great interview, <laughs> and I knew that you were going to do a great job. Nah, nah, I, my mom. I remember I, I was a kid it. as a kid. You know, cause my mom's originally from <laughs> my, my mom's originally <laughs> my mom's originally from Antigua. Right, yeah. and uh, she migrated here in the late fifties, and yeah. then and then uh, she worked her way back. Then that was the latter part of the migration. A lot of Caribbean folks were migrating to New York City, and yeah. and, and on her way, she made a stop there. And uh, so I, I kept asking her about it, and, uh, and she always tell me, "You know, I like I love I love when I you know passed through Hampton Hampton Institute at the time. It was Hampton Institute. This is 64, 63, yeah. 64 thereabouts." Thank you. Uh, and yeah. we'll we'll get into the name change and all that stuff, but yeah. uh, the history uh, is comprehensive with respect to Virgin Islands. I'm actually in the judicial branch. You know, we got Robert Malloy right now, who is a, a district court judge, uh, one of the great uh, jurists, uh, Vern Hodge, who's a superior court uh, chief judge for the longest. Uh, he's a Hampton grad as well. Uh, the the I can't say enough uh, good things. Eileen Peterson. Uh, the late Eileen Peterson, she won the, the high-profile uh, judges here. Uh, she was based here on St. Croix. Can't say enough about Hampton Institute. And, and Hampton Institute playing in Paradise Jams is a natural. I agree with you. I, I, I really do. And let me tell you, our players have been so impressed. And so we were fortunate enough to allow our players to get here a day early. So instead of arriving yesterday they arrived day before and as a result they got a chance to see a little bit of the island go to some of the beaches 
and they are just in awe. Yeah, well, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're, we're not surprised. We have that ability to, to, to be, to be awe-inspiring down here. Actually, you know, I, I served in the legislature, uh, um, and a lot of senators as well, Senator Barnes, Senator Malone, uh, Senator Graham, uh, Clifford Graham, uh, let, me, let, me, let me do this correctly, Senator Sean Michael Malone, Senator Alicia Barnes, Senator Clifford Graham, Senator Patrick Simeon Sproul, um, Hampton, man, you know, Hampton's history and impact in the Virgin Islands. Very, very, very comprehensive. No, I, again, I'm not surprised. You know, at Hampton, as you well know, through your many connections, we always talk about being the standard of excellence and an education for life. The other thing we talk about, the other concept that goes all the way back to our founding is this idea of developing leaders of character. And so I met many of those people that you just mentioned last night at our alumni get-together, and it's very, very clear that they are not just great Virgin Islanders, not just great Hamptonians, but they have been, continue to be leaders of character. And so we don't train people at Hampton University to just participate. We train them to lead. And so I'm never surprised when I go places and I see Hamptonians in places and positions of leadership. That's something that we stress highly. No, that's, that's, that's very, very uh, important. Uh, Hampton University is a HBCU? It is indeed. Very proud to be so. Okay, good. Um, um, where, where is Hampton, Virginia? Hampton, Virginia is about two hours to two and a half hours south of Washington, D.C. Okay. Another great landmark for people who don't know much about that part of the country is uh, a lot of people know where Virginia Beach is. They know yeah, where Norfolk, Norfolk is. is. Yeah. A rich well, man. normally to, to yeah. get to those places, you have to go through the tunnel. And the last stop, literally... Before you go into the tunnel, we'll take you to Hampton University. So it's not very hard to find. That's, it's a beautiful location. No, that, that, and that's awesome. And it's located on a peninsula, oh, that's, which is one uh, of the oh. charms of, yeah, our, man. Yeah, man, I like of that. our of our whole surroundings. We'll, we'll take a break. We got uh, the Hampton University president uh, joining us, uh, Dara Williams. Take a break. Be back right after this. Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, 
Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. There are many complex issues that arise in our territory. Comes with the territory with Leslie Comision. Join me, Leslie Comision, for a breakdown of political issues facing our territory, one conversation at a time. I'm here to be the voice you can rely on for information that is straightforward and comprehensive. Tune in to be a part of the discussion. It all comes with the territory. Comes with the territory airs Sundays at 1 p.m. and re-airs at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. We're back here. I analyze this, and we're joined this morning. We're honored to be joined by the Hampton University uh, president, uh, retired U.S. Army General Daryl K. Williams, and the Hampton University Pirates are one of the eight teams participating in the Paradise Jams, and their their uh, competition starts tonight over there. I believe at the uh, Eldridge Blake um, um, Sports Center over there on the uh, campus of the University of the Virgin Islands. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Mr. President. Thank you so much. And I, I see I'm rubbing off on you because when you introduced me again, you said president of Hampton University Pirates. I like that pirate. <laughs> keep going. I'm a sports junkie. So it is. So once you said that, we're, we're, we're good to go. And I appreciate that. So I was looking at some notable alumni, um, Booker T, right? Booker T. Washington, right? I yeah. see that. But then I also saw Spencer Christian. Now, I went to college in New York for two years before I transferred to University of Miami. And Spencer Christian was the weatherman on WABC uh, in New York. And then, of course, he moved on to Good Morning America. I didn't know Spencer Christian graduated from Hampton University, man. Y'all are virtual who's who with who graduated, who matriculated at at this this famed institution. the, The website... Uh, that we have that talks about some of the famous Hampton University graduates is that's just a smattering <laughs> in every field like of that. endeavor that you can think of. Yeah. There's a Hampton University graduate involved, and you shouldn't be surprised <laughs> when you look at I the like values that. of the university, yeah. its academic excellence, and what it stands for. I could go to any field of endeavor. And we could talk Hampton University graduates. So let me start with sports. Yeah. You've all seen Rick Mahorn. Yeah, I, just, I saw that. Yeah. For NBA the De- Detroit Pistons. And, yeah. And part of the ground and pound team. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to talk about science, Katherine uh, Johnson, who everybody saw in the movie Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. is a Hampton University graduate. I mean, I could go, if you want to go to, uh, uh, additional areas within television, you'll see that many of our graduates, Ruth Carter 
last year spoke at our graduation ceremony. And so in every field of endeavor, you will find Hamptonians. What would surprise me is if you found one where we were not present. <laughs> I like that. No, I just, you know, I remember when I, I was 18 years old, I, I was going to a state university in Long, in Long Island, and Spencer Christian would come out. I, I, and that name, right, the name always resonated with me because a lot of uh, we, we the, the Christian surname in the Virgin Islands is is a proud surname. So I was always wondering, I wonder if Spencer Christian got family in the Virgin Islands or family in St. Croix because, you know, uh, Christian, uh, we had a, a famous judge here, Judge Almer Christian, uh, who uh, uh, served here uh, in that capacity uh, for decades. And uh, so I was always wondering about that. So when I saw Spencer Christian as a, a Hamptonian, I said, wow, the list is the list is never ending. So you're, you're right. You're right. I should not be surprised. You know what I'm saying? So talk a little bit about about Hampton University. What is it about Hampton University in 2023 that makes it so special and that you enjoy waking up in the morning leading this famed institution with all of its glorious history? You really hit the nail on the head. I really do wake up every morning pinching myself and ask how could I have been so fortunate and so honored to be named the 13th president of Hampton University. University established in 1868 and over 155 years later is still going strong. And so what's special about Hampton University? And so I always start with our history and our legacy, which many don't quite fully understand or appreciate. And so when I think back to the the, the coming to closure of the American Civil War, there was a move afoot within our country to teach former enslaved people real skills on how to uh, go about daily life and to become a bigger part of American society. Hampton University was one of those schools, and so we were an original land-grant college Mm -hmm. in 1868 that first started teaching freedmen and women to earn a different way of life. And so we're very, very proud of that. And on our campus is this tree called the Emancipation Oak, where the original Emancipation Proclamation for the United States was read. That's on Hampton University's campus. Also on our campus is the oldest black history museum in the United States of America. And then we have among the most beautiful settings of any college and university in the United States of America, bar none. Well, well that's second. So, uh, uh, let me make a correction. There. That, that would be second best behind the University of Virgin Islands. I just want to make that clear. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I understand your position. Yeah, no, I just want to make that but clear. I'll maintain, yeah. You know, two things can be true at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good with that. But I just wanted, uh, as, yeah. as, as we used to do when I was an elected official, I just yeah. wanted to clarify the record and, and let the record reflect that uh, notwithstanding you're having your opinion, I got it. The, fact, the fact remains that that you know everything you know is, is secondary after coming to the Virgin Hello. Islands. And you, like you said, you were the one that was smacking yourself yesterday, not me. Yes, I was. You did and, that, and I still am now. That's right. That's right. Because it, it I took. I still am now. Uh, and, and, but uh, but back to your point about uh, you know today's Hampton and why. And so I just start with again the history and legacy of this wonderful institution. The next thing I'm really excited about that keeps me pinching myself is our students. 
we have such a wonderful student body of about 3,600 students. We have wonderful academic programs at Hampton University. As I talked to our alum last night, they universally agreed with me that one of the reasons why they were so successful was because of the wonderful academic experience they had at Hampton University that had them leaving the university feeling as though there wasn't anything they could not accomplish. And so I love our academic uh, reputation and our continued academic excellence. Next, Hampton University is a place where research and innovation, much like your innovation center here in the University of Virgin Islands, is preeminent. That remains very, very true at Hampton University as well. And so we definitely have that connection. And I know that's something that uh, Dr. Hall and I will talk about today. And then I think about the impact that Hampton University has on our nation and our world. And I'm inspired every time I travel to anywhere in the United States and see what the Hampton product is. It's one thing to see what's happening at the school, but at the end of the day, the student is our product and our alumni ends up being our product. And it's a wonderful product that continues to have an impact everywhere in our world. And so for those reasons and more, I'm inspired by the opportunity to continue to shape the hearts and minds of the next generation of great Hamptonians. <clears throat> well, I know that, that uh, the, the alumni that were listening, uh, they got to feel good um, hearing you speak with that uh, level of confidence and and uh, just, just good feelings about um, uh, what Hampton University represents, represented over the years as well, and will represent uh, uh, going going forward. Talk about some projects that uh, you're working at uh, at the university um, because that's what it's all about, right? Um, Absolutely. Uh, vision, yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, what's, what's the term? I want to make sure I use the right terminology here uh, because I'm speaking with the Hampton University president. Exuding vision. How about that? With respect to um, the next generations, generation and generations of Hamptonians that will be matriculating there uh, in, in the coming years? I'm glad you asked this question. It's a great one because it gets to the whole vision for the university. One of the first thing our board of trustees and our alumni asked me to do when I came aboard last July was to rechart a new vision for the university. Look, our motto doesn't change. We're always going to be the standard of excellence, and we're always going to be in the business of providing an education for life. But what's the new vision around which the entire university and its alumni base can rally? And what we selected was the vision of, quote, delivering the number one student experience in America. Delivering the number one student experience. Notice I didn't say top. Notice I didn't say best. We said number one. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we chose that vision is because as I talk to alumni and others about what made their Hampton experience special, they all talked about the student experience that they received. It wasn't just the academic experience. It was the overall experience. And so when I think about, for example, bringing our student athletes, to the Paradise Jam Turner. This is a part of that total experience 
that gives them an exposure that many of them have never had or maybe never will have again in their lives. And in doing so, not only makes them a better student athlete, it makes them a better person. And so we endeavor to provide the number one student experience in America. It certainly starts in our strategic plan with the goal of academic excellence, but we also talk about innovation and research. And then some of the areas where we're working to improve or to get better. We are attempting to modernize our business processes. We're attempting to modernize our infrastructure. As you know, having been there, we have a beautiful historic campus. Many of our buildings go back to the 1800s. And therefore, we also have beautiful historic challenges with deferred maintenance and keeping up with our infrastructure. And so one of the areas we're asking our alumni to really dig in and to assist the university with is raising the funding to improve both our technological and our physical infrastructure. And so those are some areas at the university that we're presently working on to deliver that number one student experience. No, that's, that's awesome. Number one, you're not in the business just being in a, in a, in a top group. You, you, you want to you be leading the charge. That's what it means to be a Hamptonian. <laughs> you know, we look in every field of endeavor, and some Hamptonians will be more explicit about it than others. But you can be sure that when you run into a Hamptonian, they're not trying to hit a single or a double. Hamptonians in every field are attempting to knock the ball out of the park. That's how we do it at Hampton University. That's what it means to be a pirate. Well, you come to the right place because pirates used to hang out back uh, in these parts back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this this is like a homecoming, and you didn't even know. You, you got good reason to be smacking yourself all now. <laughs> well, look, I, I want you to know that, you know, pirates weren't just hanging out back in the day. We're here now. <laughs> We're here right now. I like that you got a good sense of humor. Uh, quickly, <laughs> quickly, you, you 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 got out of the military in 2020. I see that you did a little stint with a company named Lados between between uh, your military years and and the most the most precious job you ever had in your life right now, which is at Hampton University. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, I um, got out of the military. I'm when I matriculated out of the military. My last job was as the director of what was called the Defense Logistics Agency for the United States, and it provides global logistics for all military forces. And so 100% of the food that military troops eat, not just in the United States, but anywhere in the world, the organization that I led was responsible for purchasing that food. The same thing with fuel. For every submarine, for every helicopter, for every tank, for every, you know, fighting vehicle, my agency established the contracts that delivered that food, whether it was in Japan or Hawaii or a trip here in the Caribbean, we did that for our troops. And so I left feeling very, very good as a culminating assignment about the service that was rendered to nation. And then I transitioned to a company called Lidos right there in Northern Virginia. And I worked for a few years as an executive 
in what was called Defense Group Logistics. And then the second year of those two years, they asked me to run an important operation for them in the United Kingdom. And I spent about 70% of my time that year in the UK. And it was there that I received a phone call that asked me to consider and to apply to be the president of Hampton University. I enjoyed my time there, but when the the reality of possibly being the president of Hampton University was laid flat on the table, it was almost impossible not to return to our home by the sea. When I considered what it did for me and what it meant to my life, as well as the, my spouse, who I met there, Ms. Myra R. Williams, and what I have seen throughout my life, the impact of Hamptonians, and then being given the keys to be the quarterback of a team like Hampton to produce more and to secure the future of our current generation of Hamptonians, mm-hmm. it was simply impossible to refuse. So it was a tough decision. But at the end of the day, it was the only decision, because when you're home by the sea calls, the only thing you can do is answer. And that's what we did. That's what I'm talking about. So I, I got to work with you, though. I got to work with you. I, I know I know you still want to be on the playing field, but you're not the quarterback. You're the general manager. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just letting you know. You know what I'm saying? A little semantics there, but uh, <laughs> I don't I don't disagree with it. No, I'm just having some fun with you and all yeah, that stuff. I you love know. it. I love you, it. Thank you, you know, so much. And, and that's awesome. And you're calling the shots. If you're on the field, you know, you're the one that's that's making the plays and all that stuff. But uh, <clears throat> you're the general manager, man. You know, you're the ones that, that you're, you're in, you you got to keep your eye on all of the department heads, right? All the different uh, entities. You got athletics. Um, you got uh, residents. Right, residence hall, all that stuff. All ev- everything falls under you. You know what I'm saying? You're so, exactly right. You know, you're, I so mean, you're exactly right. The, the buck stops. The buck stops with you. But, but I'm glad that you're still young at heart. That you want to be the quarterback. But I don't want you getting hit, though. You know what I'm saying? Can't afford you to have what? you hit. We got to protect you. you we we got to make sure the offensive line protects you. You know what I'm saying? That's the most important thing. No, thank you so much. We're good. We'll take a we'll take a final break when we come back. I want to talk about Hampton uh, Hampton University, I apologize, being a land-grant institute and how agriculture plays a part in that regard because in the previous hour, we spoke about uh, food centers that have been set up throughout uh, um, regional food centers throughout America and its insular possessions, and I want to, see, want to talk a little bit about uh, how Virginia plays a part in that. We'll take a break and be back right after this with General Daryl K. Williams, Hampton University president here at Analyze This Today. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hat on. (laughs) He looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. 
<laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here to analyze this great discussion with the Hampton University Pirates President Darrell K. Williams, retired uh, U.S. General, joining us this morning. I want to thank Alicia Barnes for hooking us up uh, with this great uh, quality content, this quality conversation. Good morning once again, Mr. President. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you. Go Pirates. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, one of my pet peeves, or actually two of my pet peeves here on this show, as I want for, Vir- for the Virgin Islands and for my people and for our young people, uh, is the ability to, to read at the highest levels, which is literacy, and uh, agriculture, which is our ability to feed ourselves. We're, we've been struggling with that. We import a lot of what we consume. So I want to talk quickly about those two, those two dynamics, those two important components of a, a sound uh, society um, as it relates to Hampton uh, University as a land-grant institute, right? Land-grant being... Uh, um, you got to feed yourself, you know, because you're cultivating uh, your land and then, of course, you're educating. So I think this is an ideal uh, opportunity for us to talk a little bit about that. Speak about why, uh, through, the, through, the, through the eyes of a, a, a former um, <clears throat> a career a military officer, uh, an educated young man out of West Palm Beach, um, graduating from Hampton University. Uh, was it a university in 83 or in, it was still an institute back then? I graduated from Hampton Institute. Hampton Institute. Um, in part on the audience, why uh, a community and a society embracing literacy is so important um, for those who live in a particular area and how it allows, it un- unlocks, I think that's the best term, unlocks so many um, uh, avenues for development, um, innovation, creativity, all that good stuff. It, it's so important, as you as you well know. When I think about this whole issue of literacy and having the opportunity to go and get a college education, I think about it in in a historical perspective, and I think about it from the standpoint of so many of my brothers and sisters and my ancestors and aunts and uncles 
who did not have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And certainly within the United States, the entire, I go all the way back to looking at the history and the legacy of slavery and, and Jim Crow and not having the ability to, to vote and so forth. And I think about, uh, you know, my grandfather, who was a sharecropper uh, in the late uh, 1800s, early 1900s, and decided, I think, in 1923, late 1923, 100 years ago now, to leave his sharecropping responsibilities in southern Georgia and then matriculate to, uh, to, to Florida, where eventually, um, where eventually I, where I was born. And I think about all of those sacrifices. I think about the sacrifices of my mom and dad and me being among the first people in my family to have the opportunity to go away to school and to get an education and to become even more literate and to unlock the doors of opportunity. And I think that's what education does in so many regards. It unlocks doors of opportunity that would otherwise not be available. And so, yes, I like it for myself, but I also think about the sacrifices that so many generations our people have made to bring us to the point where we have this opportunity. And so for me, it's very, very important. And then as I look forward at the continuing complexity of our society and the technological advances in research and innovation that are currently taking place in artificial intelligence and machine learning and so many other places, I think the college education will become even more important in the future than it is today. And so for me, I think it's about unlocking doors of opportunity. <clears throat> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be better said, and I thank you very much, John, for uh, putting it uh, in, in that perspective. So Alan Grant Institute, agriculture um, is, a, is a part. You have a, a agriculture, a school of agriculture at Hampton or or a, a associate program or something like that line, or something along no, those lines? Un- unfortunately, we don't have a, um, a school of agriculture at the university. We were the original uh, land grant black college in the state of Virginia, but mm-hmm. somewhere around 1920, uh, that designation was shifted to another college, another black college within the state of Virginia. And so over time, Hampton uh, moved from its roots of certainly agriculture and carpentry and masonry work, essentially things that people could do with their hands. Today, what we would call workforce development. And then somewhere in the early 1930s, we went from Hampton Normal and Agricultural Institute to becoming just Hampton Institute. And then in the early to mid-1980s, uh, we moved to university. And so it's interesting that, uh, that I mentioned the whole issue on workforce development uh, because that's really the kind of work that Hampton was founded on. Okay. And society is now going back to much of that work. So I certainly don't rule out doing some work in that area in the future, but it is not a huge part of our portfolio today. Okay. 
Okay, good. Now, you said you're meeting with the university president today, David Hall? I am. Is there a likelihood that there could be something conjunctive between Hampton Institute and the University of Virgin Islands? Well, you know, we have not had those detailed discussions. Um, but I will, I will tell you from my perspective, it's certainly one of the things that I will ask. It's one of the things that will be on the table. Mm-hmm. But since I've not had those discussions with, uh, with, your, with your wonderful president, um, I don't want to suppose <laughs> what his resources uh, would, would look like. No, but no, but, but, no, but I, I, I apologize. I, let, let, me, let me rephrase the question. Yeah. Right. In in the past, uh, we had we had a lab down here, Fairleigh Dickinson University. I'm sure you've heard of that university. Yeah. Right. And we had a Fairleigh Dickinson University lab here on Synchroy. So so one of the things that we talk about, we do a table talk on Monday uh, for former senators, including myself, and we throw ideas out and think about solutions and opportunities that we could provide. And what we what we realize is we had a lot more good things in place back in the day than we do now, and an admission, a collective admission that in, in some instances and in many instances, we've regressed as a society, so we're trying to get back to where we want to be. Obviously, we're surrounded by water, and marine biology is a big thing. Uh, it should be a natural thing here in the Virgin Islands, and you mentioned that you are in the peninsula. You're a Shoreline Institute. That's what you're telling me? Hampton Institute is a Shoreline, a Shoreline College? Absolutely. So marine biology. Let, let me just let me just you know start just just you know for a suggestion for 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 conversation. That alone, you know, we have something in common, Mr. President. Yeah, we have a lot of commonality, mm-hmm. and again, that's w- one of the major reasons why I'm here. Uh, I'm certainly here for the basketball tournament, but the other broader connect, uh, broader purposes are to reconnect with our alumni, and then certainly to have a great discussion with the president of the University of Virgin Islands about how we can hopefully do some things that would be mutually beneficial in the future. Oh, okay, that's, but certainly no, that's good. you that, look, no, that's look good. at what you're doing in innovation and in our marine biology program, uh, there are definitely some possible synergies there. No, that's cool. That 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 generic response is is more than more than more than good. We we, we like that. So we got like five minutes left. Um, in addition to uh, meeting uh, with the um, university president and of course supporting your team and all that stuff, uh, are you going to get some R and R? Because that's what we're about, you know. You know, we are the we are the destination for R and R. We actually redefine it here in the ter- in, in the region. So make sure you get a couple of days of that. A couple of days of that, sir. Well, it may not be a couple of days, uh, but I will get some uh, get some rest in. Relaxation. Got just a little bit yesterday afternoon. I plan to get some on on Saturday. Uh, uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to at least go to St. John's. Oh yes. I, I don't think we'll oh, yes. quite make it to St. Croix this time, but there's definitely some rest and relaxation that is part of this trip, and so I look forward to it. Well, you know, eventually you'll get here. But whatever you do, if you're there, if you're in St. Thomas, and, and you know, uh, check this out. Um, I'm gonna speak it in the local, in the locals, the local twang right now. If you're there in St. Thomas, make sure that you get over to St. John. Whatever you do, find a couple hours, whatever it be, to get over to St. John, because St. John is arguably, some might say easily, the loveliest of the Virgin Islands. So, so I'll I'll say this: 
and I'm going to put it back in the court of all of my alumni that are out there listening. If they don't get me to St. John, this is their fault, not mine. Okay, good. No, 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 no. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. I'm, 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 I'm gonna put it on them right now. Whatever, whatever I, whatever I you do, get President Williams over to St. John. Okay, I just want to make that awesome. to, to to make that clear. Um, quickly, you mentioned your wife. Talk a little bit about the sacrifices, uh, family, uh, family makes. Um, when you know you have the kind of career that you have, you know you've been a career officer, uh, a, a public servant. Now you're the, the Senate president. Um, that's something that people tend to take for granted, Mr. President. Um, and I, and I want you to speak a little bit about that because you're very articulate. Let the public know that uh, just because yeah. you have a, a high-profile job with a nice title, uh, it does not mean that there aren't sacrifices made along the way and during uh, your time uh, serving in these uh, high-profile positions. You, you, couldn't, uh, you couldn't be more correct. So first of all, I met my lovely wife at Hampton Institute at the time, now Hampton University. We were both psychology majors together, and we took all classes together all four years, but didn't start dating until the last semester of our senior year, and we dated for another four years and finally got married. And so of my 37-year journey in the military, we were married for 34 of those. Wow. She's the only person in my life since college who has seen the entire story, the university story at, at Hampton itself, my entrance into the military, the sacrifices of the entire career. We did 19 moves in 34 years as a family, and she was the principal person responsible for making sure that our children were well taken care of and that they had a great adjustment as we moved from place to place. And in the middle of all of that, she also helped take care of all of our military families wherever we went. And then she also had a wonderful career of her own. She is a, uh, um, an elementary school educator and did that for over 20 years of our time in the military. And so in her own right, she's been extraordinarily successful, but again, shouldn't be surprised from a Hamptonian. <laughs> but literally, I could not have done, we could not have done, because we approach everything as a team. We could not have done what we've done within our military career, the brief civilian career that I've had, and we wouldn't be as successful at Hampton University without her contributions as the First Lady. And so I am so thankful uh, to her for being by my side and I by hers throughout our 36 marital journey, and I look forward to 36 more. Unfortunately, she couldn't be with us this week. She had planned to be, but she had a death in the family. The funeral is this weekend in Danville, Virginia, and so she had to divert and go take care of family. But with that said, I want to definitely honor my wife and her contributions to our beautiful life and career. <clears throat> well, we want to send out condolences to you and your wife uh, on the loss of a family member, and uh, you know, hopefully... Um, everyone will uh, overcome uh, dealing uh, with that loss. Retired U.S. Army General Daryl K. Williams, President of 
Hampton University, the Hampton University Pirates are participating in the Paradise Jams beginning tonight on St. Thomas. I want to thank you very much uh, for making some time to, to join the show. I got a couple of the names. Um, we had a former Senator Hugo Dennis. We got uh, um, a labor leader. Uh, Glenn Smith, who also graduated, um, both of them out of St. Thomas, graduated from Hampton University. So the alumni uh, listing is is deep here in the Virgin Islands, and I want to thank you for making some time to talk with us this morning and enlightening the public, uh, educating as well, and most importantly, the role that you play in um, educating our young people because they're the ones that's going to be um, providing leadership um, wherever they may be um, beyond uh, their years at Hampton University. Thank you very much, kind sir. Well, thank you so much. And I'll just end again by saying thank you uh, for the visit to your show. Thank you for the wonderful hospitality here on the island. And with regard to uh, going to St. Thomas, you know, I, I just got St. John. a text from yeah. my good friend. Yeah. And uh, my trip to St. Thomas is already planned. To St. John. And you're so in, you're, 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 you're in St. Thomas right now, St. John. I'll be going to St. John. That's, that's what and, I'm talking about. Uh, and I want to say thank you to my very best friend here on on the island, Miss uh, Monique Dute Farrell. And uh, this is both a professional trip, but it's also a personal one. And she and her husband are lifelong friends. They've taken such great care of us. And I just want to say thank you. And the hospitality just could not be greater. And to all of our alum. Uh, thank God and go Pirates. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alicia Bonds, once again for hooking up this uh, interview with uh, uh, Mr. President uh, Darrell K. Williams, U.S. Army uh, General. And I want to thank uh, Summer Sibley for joining me uh, in our number one. Thank you very much. Go Pirates. Go all. Uh, all the teams have success and be healthy at the end of the tournament because that's what Pirates Jams is all about. Be good. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. God willing. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Kulchaman Silkat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site Parking Lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget.